So how do you attract new business so you constantly don't have to chase it? Hi, I'm Mike Cuevas, the Real Estate Marketing Dude, and this podcast is all about building a strong personal brand people have come to know, like, trust, and most importantly, refer. But remember, it is not their job to remember what you do for a living, it's your job to remind them. Let's get started. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude Podcast. Folks, thank you for tuning on in. Uh, what we're going to be chatting about today, I want to get right on into it. It's a topic I need to help with. Uh, my worst platform is Instagram uh, for me, and I've never really gotten into it. Just, I don't know, I was always on the Facebook side of things, and I never personally really got into Instagram. Um, but, um, so I'm going to be taking notes today with you guys. But uh, we brought on an expert that works with specifically Instagram, uh, client attraction, and specifically for real estate agents, title, and our mortgage brokers. So it's right up our alley right here. And uh, what we want to do is make this a teaching lesson um, for today, because there is a lot of how often do you post on Instagram? What the hell do you post on Instagram? What stories? How do you use stories? What should go on your, on your thing? We're going to go decipher all of that stuff today. So without further ado, I want to go ahead and introduce our guest, uh, Ms. Michelle Berman. How are you? I am awesome. Thanks for having me, Mike. Appreciate it. Go ahead and tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, who you, who the hell you are, where you come from, and uh, let's get into this because I have a lot of questions for you. Yeah, no, I love it. So um, my name is Michelle Berman. For those of you guys who aren't familiar with me, if you want to find me on Facebook, it's Michelle Michael, my married name. Um, that always messes people up. Um, but what I do and I've been doing for the last six years is I specialize in working with real estate agents and loan officers and really teaching them how to leverage Instagram as a lead generation source so they can actually ditch a lot of the expensive grassroots, cold calling, door knocking type lead gen strategies that one in 2020 really got taken away from them anyway. Um, And two, my ultimate goal is to help people reduce ad spend on cold traffic like Facebook ads Um, and you know, the Zillow leads being this big thing in the past, um, where a lot of the leads you might generate may take six to eight months to even close. Um, and if you get them on through Facebook ads, a lot of them are fake names, fake emails. So my goal has been to allow and really empower agents and loan officers to use the platform as a way to connect virtually with people. That's a lot more powerful of a lead and a lot warmer of a lead, making it so that there's really no selling required on the backside. So you can sell without selling? You tell, are, you, are you telling me this? No, All right. car salesman's here. So let's start at the very, very beginning. Instagram versus Facebook, because that's probably a spot. Everyone seems to know how to use Facebook, but then they start to go into Instagram. So what's the difference between those two? The biggest difference is really the demographic of the people using them, right? I think Facebook has traditionally been a little bit more of our older generation, um, there's some different pieces to the Facebook platform that Instagram doesn't really have, right? Like a lot of the Facebook groups that so many agents and LOs have really been leveraging to generate business, right? Local Facebook groups. Um, that's a really big power play for Facebook that Instagram doesn't have. So maybe the leg up, if you will, on that side. Um, but what the difference for me is, is that Instagram is really becoming the all in one platform. So theoretically it's really six platforms in one. Um, we can talk more about that if, if anyone has questions about it, but six platforms in one, meaning that we can use and really take away having to do LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all of them separately, um, or even the TikTok trend, right? Um, and being able to do it all in one platform. And that's really what Instagram allows us to do. So um, we can streamline our efforts. Um, the one thing I really love about Instagram 
especially in 2021, the trend we've seen is that the age demographic has dramatically shifted. So, you know, all the 55 and older people are saying, oh, well, I don't need Instagram because my clientele is not there. Well, if you look at the trends, the numbers are growing so much, especially in the last year that now is actually the perfect time for you to be catering to that audience. If that's your ideal client, because they're learning how to use it. They're getting on the platform now. Um, and why not be the first versus trying to catch up on the back end? I feel like Facebook's dying at the vine. Um, I feel like just the engagement's just dead. Like it just, I don't know, maybe it's all the people fighting on Facebook nowadays. No, I think it makes I, people like, but like to me, I remember it used to be like so fun. Like I, I personally, I, I don't even like going on to Facebook anymore. And it's like grueling to me to even like go on to it just because of all of this riff rat and people are just like arguing all the time. It's just, I don't know. It's just been a turnoff. I don't yeah. see that on IG though. Um, I noticed is that you don't get like into these arguments and you don't get all these like philosophical things going on. Um, brought up a really good point it, of the engagement side. I, I forgot to mention that. Right. So on Facebook, if you want any kind of traction, you got to pay for it, period. There's no way around that. Um, I've been doing this for a very long time, personally tested my own Facebook ads and, and done a lot of that. And it's dramatically different. The leverage you have on Facebook versus Instagram, um, or vice versa. Right. So what you can do on Instagram for completely free, if you use hashtagging and, and searchability and, and and add to all the pieces of your platform that are going to help you be seen by millions and millions of people. You just can't get that on Facebook without paying for it. Yep. And hundred percent. So let's get into posting and or whatnot, because um, there's this thing with your feed on IG, then you got IGTV and then you got stories. So let's start walking through, because I think the biggest thing people right off the bat is probably the question you get the most is how often do I post? Mm -hmm. Right. So, so let's start with that and then we'll go into the what next. That's a really good question. And I think that the number of how many days a week you're posting, I think that that's relative to the individual. Um, I personally encourage people to post as often as you can, right? We, a lot of times we'll teach them content calendars and make it easier for them to pre-plan, um, not your boring content calendar where it's like, it's national donut day, post a picture of a donut. Like we don't do that. Um, all of our content, the strategy we teach is extremely strategic, um, and very, very much so meant to help them create that like, knowing trust factor that we talk about all the time. Um, now, how often should you post in stories? separate from what's on your feed? The answer is every single day, at least five to seven times a day. Um, that's what I tell people. Um, we have worked with so many, I know you probably have too, Mike, but that they struggle to just even create the first thing. But once they do, it's like they ripped the bandaid off and now they're not so scared of doing it. Yeah. Um, but you got to lead them there in order to get them to do it. So stories is the most important part of the entire platform. Posting anywhere from five to seven a day should take you no more than five minutes. I mean, for all five to seven of them, because it's just little chunks of your day behind the scenes. Um, I mean, I posted one with my assistant who's sitting behind me. We did a um, boomerang of our coffee that we got at Starbucks. Literally took me maybe five seconds to post that. So um, five to seven stories a day. Yeah. And are you saying that stories is where the algorithm gets like juiced up at? Stories um, are where it leads are. I can't say it any better or any different than that without going into my a whole big thing, but I will tell you stories are where your leads are. The more frequently you post in stories, the more conversations you can start. The conversations that you do start always end up in your DMs or direct message, which is a private, just like think of Facebook, right? It's your private message. It's just between you and them. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing on Instagram. And that's where those conversations can really get nurtured and turn into business. Yep. So 
five to seven stories a day and content on these stories. Cause I think a lot of people overthink them like, Oh my God, I'm not dressed professionally or I don't have my tie on yet. Or, or like, yeah. like you guys should do these in your underwear. I bet you get way more engagement. What do you think? My answer to them is I want to know who you are, right? I want to feel connected to you as a person. Um, I want to know what, you know, if you have bedhead in the morning, but you're having your first cup of coffee and you're like, this is what I need to get my day going. I want to see that. Right. Um, I just started F45. You might know what that is, Mike, but um, it's this new hits thing that's kind of taken the craze across the country. Um, I just took a quick picture inside saying that today was day one and posted that. The next story was literally me talking to my camera about VIP day that we have. Um, so it's really this combination of everything. I want people to hear my voice. I want people to see what I look like when I'm not trying to be business professional or not trying to be perfect. Um, and I also want people to connect with what I do outside of work, right? I want people to create commonality with me. And, and ultimately that's how all the conversations were after we get started. So yeah, folks, you you don't have to like talk about real estate all the time. Like you no, really shit. don't have to, you, you probably shouldn't like it. How it, well, I, you could talk about real estate all the time if the way you're doing it is like entertaining and fun and engaging. But if it's like market reports, um, uh, no, please. Right. Stop posting screenshots of the calendar of events in your city. Stop posting screenshots of, you know, the five steps to the home buying process or what the market update is or the market stats in your area. Nobody cares and nobody's reading them. Um, when you want to create entertaining stories about real estate or about the loan process, um, I have a ton of students who do this really well. But one of the things that I saw just the other day that actually generated my client a $1.2 million buy and sell lead um, was she posted a picture of a dirt lot at a new build community. She was literally just walking there, doing a walkthrough with one of her clients, posted a picture of a dirt lot, said, this is the only lot available in this community. Look, check out all the rest of my stories for the house that my client's currently buying. Um, and then she posted a story after that saying, if you're interested in that last dirt lot, which is the only one left in this development, send me a DM. The lady that DM'd her was a friend of her kid, went to the same school, but the lady had no idea that this particular person was even in real estate until she had posted that. It was like, oh my gosh, that's perfect for us. That's the perfect neighborhood. We've been looking for the last six months, haven't been able to find something, turned into a $1.2 million buy and sell. I used to always tell my agents that it's the small things in life that always lead to the next um, sale, like like that. Like if she didn't post, there's you know 1.2 million, so you're talking about like 34 or five thousand dollars in commission, um, just out the window. Have you guys ever, um, you know, you're having a couple of drinks with your friends, you're at the bar, and then you're like hanging out, and you know you should go home, but then you like don't, you stay for that one more drink, and then all of a sudden, because you stayed for that one more drink, somebody walked in, and he ended up getting a client out of it. Like how many times does that happen? That happened to me so many times and you just don't know, but you have to always just be ready because it's the small things you do in life that lead to the next big sale. And if you're going to do something like this with uh, Instagram and IG, it all, it's just no different with video content creation. You guys, it all starts off by first committing then to disciplining um, yourself to actually do it. And then eventually it turns into a habit. Um, and, or at least it'll feel like a habit. Like Michelle, I'm sure you didn't like love posting on Instagram before you got on Instagram, but now it's just like, you probably feel like you probably feel like, you know, like mad if you don't, like, you're just so used to doing it. You have that thing. It's, it's like what people do when they commit to working out. It's like, I got to hit the gym. I got to hit the gym. Why do you got to hit the gym? You're not going to die if you don't go to the gym. No, it's because you disciplined yourself uh, to go out and do it. Yeah. Um, one, one thing I tell people, and you probably do something similar, I'm sure with your video people is, or getting people to start caring about video really, but is to tell, I tell them to set a timer.
every two hours throughout your day, just when that timer goes off, whatever you're doing in that moment, take a picture of it, right? Because I'm sure you probably get people that say this all the time, but people tell me, well, Michelle, I'm just, I, I don't think to take a picture when I'm showing a house, or I don't think to take a picture when I'm going and getting a coffee. Well, it's because you're, it's not a habit yet, right? It's not part, it's not processed in your brain of like, oh, I'm supposed to do this because somebody is going to maybe care, right? So setting the timer every two hours has been game changing for a lot of people to just create that consistency factor. I feel like that's the devil word for a lot of people, but it's the truth. Now, for your, I think a lot of people too get confused with the highlights part and stories and what that does. So can you walk them through that? Because highlights are like those little, um, I don't even know how to explain them, like the circles at the top of your feed that you can yep. like categorize. So can you walk people through and then when do you need to post and when do you need to put them into a highlight and what's the, is there any kind of best practices for that? Yeah, really good question. So Instagram highlights are your website. I'm going to say it that way first and then I'll dissect it for you. So a lot of times we work with agents and LOs who are like, well, I can't start marketing myself because I don't have a website yet. You don't need a website to market yourself because the way of the world, right? And Instagram in this case has given you the platform to do that without having a link that I can go click to see a stoic website that I probably don't care about. Um, so ultimately what your highlights are, are these subcategories of your life, if you will. Um, so I have for myself, I have a testimonials one. I have a coffee lover one. Um, those of you guys who know me know that I'm a coffee um, addict, right? I love cute little coffee shops. So it's part of who I am. I have a gym one, which is allows people to see kind of like how I work out and what I do and behind the scenes of that. Um, we have a highlight for the Instagram power method students. So anytime any of our students get leads, we always share it to that. Um, we have a behind the scenes one for any events or teachings or things that we have going on. Um, but for the realtor specific um, slash LO specific, I always tell them to do at least a testimonials one, a highlight of your listing slash sold. So showcasing social proof, right, of, of the people you've helped. Um, your testimonials one would more likely be like the text that somebody actually left for you. Um, we talk about them or we teach them to use Canva and to create templates to make them look good. Um, and then we always want a before and after one, especially if to tell a story, right? So the before and after is more so you getting on video or on stories saying, this is what my client was dealing with before, after they worked with me, this is how, what we came to be, right? Tell that story. Um, and then we at least want one or two that are personal related, just like I was describing my coffee one and the gym one. Uh, you know, if you're, I had a lady who's like, well, my, we have Disneyland season passes, not anymore, probably, but um, Disneyland season passes, like she has four grandkids and that's just what they do. That's like their thing. I was like, perfect. That's your, if that's how you create connection and can generate clients because you go to Disneyland all the time. Then there you go. Yeah. Um, so, and how often do people put them in the highlights? Like with your stories, you're just like, Oh, that's a good one. You save the good ones or you just sort of yeah. let them go. And is there a rule to have as X amount in there? So you can only have a hundred of them in each highlight before it caps you out. Um, but I always tell people add to them at least once or twice a week, add to something, right. Um, whether it's the gym one, whether it's the results, whether it's the sold listing, whatever you're showcasing, because the more they are in there, um, the fuller you can get those, they stay there forever. Unlike your traditional story will go away in 24 hours. They will stay in your highlights forever, really showcasing your website, right? Of what people can assume that they're going to get if they choose to work with you. Um, and that's, you know, when people are aimlessly scrolling, I want them to go through all my highlights and just sit there and scroll and be like, oh my gosh, okay, I think this is the person for me. So let's go into the feed. Um, all right, guys, that was just stories. 
Okay. We're talking about stories. That's one con one thing to post on Instagram or one way I should say to post on Instagram. Now let's go into like the traditional Instagram feed. What yep. Instagram originally just started with, right? It was just a feed. And yep. that, this is the, the homepage. It's got all the squares that you guys see on your thing. How often, what's the difference between stories and this? And then when should I post on which? I'm sure that's a question a lot of people have. It's a very, very common question. I actually talked about this on Clubhouse the other day in a, a group I was in. Somebody asked a question. They're like, well, what's the difference? Like what qualifies as like being a feed post versus what qualifies as being a story post? Um, and I always tell people that your feed is traditionally going to be a little bit more rigid, right? I'll say it that way. It's, it's not going to be as free flowing, right? Like behind the scenes or your um, stories are really just totally off the cuff and random. It's just what's going on spontaneously throughout my day. Whereas the feed is going to be a little bit more planned. It's going to be a little bit more um, strategized out in advance, if you will. Um, and when it comes to what kind of content goes there, I give them four pillars. Um, I teach all my students this, but the four pillars are um, testimonials is number one. If you're a real estate agent, it's going to be listing slash sold slash under contract. Um, you know, anything along the home buying transaction process. Social, social proof. Yep. That's number two. Um, number three is value series. So this is definitely a topic, you know, we can maybe talk about more, but value series is talking about real estate specific stuff, right? The valuable information about what you're doing without being boring. Right. So I don't want five steps to the home buying process. I don't care at all. What I do want is I want maybe a one month worth of value series is all about five first time home buyers you've worked with and telling the story of those first five uh, or first home, first time home buyers for the month and why they all had like this common theme, right? But being able to tell the story behind what you did with them. Um, and maybe it's all your veteran first time home buyers one month, maybe the following month, it's your move up buyer. You kind of change the theme, if you will. But ultimately it's one topic that you're going to talk about for the entire month. And you're going to break it down into five bullet points. So instead of posting those boring flyers, instead of posting those, uh, you know, calendar of events for the 30 days, you know, coming up in January, whatever, um, I want you to leverage it into a full series um, that really creates authority for yourself. Uh, and then the fourth pillar piece is lifestyle images. So these are legit, just anything from your camera roll. Um, it could be a picture of your dog. It could be a picture of you having, you know, date night, whatever. How often do you think people should be posted? Or how often do you, do you advise people post on their regular feed? Because if they're doing five to seven stories a day, mm -hmm. um, what do they, how often do they got to touch their feed? Yeah. So I think the answer to this varies, right? I think it depends on the person. Um, when we coach it, we teach them to build out a 30 day content calendar. Now you can do a 30 day content calendar in 30 days, right? You could post once per day for 30 days. Um, you don't have to, like, there's no golden rule that if you don't post every single day, you're ruined, right? No one's dying. Um, but for me personally, I post Monday through Friday. That's what my analytics tell me are the best. My weekend posts traditionally don't do as well. Um, but that 30 day content calendar is built out and you can expand it as much as you want, right? So 30 day or a 30 day calendar could be a 60 day plan. It's just 30 days worth of content you're posting out. Um, so I think that that has definitely shifted, right? Whereas maybe two years ago, maybe even a year and a half ago, um, it would have been, you have to post every day in order for Instagram to see you as being active on the platform and have it matter. Yeah. Whereas I don't feel that way about it now. I think it's more so. It seems like it's more authority, like social proof stuff goes on your main feed. Yeah. 
um, the real reality show goes in your stories. Um, yep. But then you got this fucking thing called reels. Oh, another one. Now you got reels. Where does reels go? Like yeah, reels, so- I don't get reels yet. I get it, but I don't get it. So I'm on so it. Reels is for Instagram. That's all it is. Right. Say, say it one more time. TikTok for Instagram. Um, and this goes back to that all six platforms in one thing we were talking about, right? Because Instagram got real smart when this TikTok thing happened and it became this big piece of the platform or became a big part of the social media space. Mm-hmm. Instagram was like, well, how can I make this for Instagram? And that's how Reels were really born. Um, now, what are Reels? Um, the answer is it's basically these small chops of videos that you can smush together to make it funny and entertaining. Right. So they're meant to be entertaining, just like your fun TikTok video. But when I teach people to do reels, what I want them to do is make them entertaining and make it educational at the same time. So instead of posting that blank or plain image, if you will, of five steps to the home buying process, maybe you're doing a dance and you're pointing to five different things, talking about those five things, but you're gauging or grabbing people's attention because it's entertaining at the same time. So it's just a way to make content more engaging without it necessarily having to be still images. And you recommend everyone put every post they ever make into stories as well. Um, so I don't, um, I will tell you anything that, you know, is going to be worthy of going in a highlight. So anything that fits one of those good highlight categories, definitely share it from your feed, put it in your story so you can add it to your highlight. Um, but you know, not necessarily every single thing needs to go in there. Um, One thing you can do when you share it to your stories is you can, you know, post a little gif on there saying new post, um, add a bunch of hashtags to that story and kind of hide them behind something to draw more traffic to your recent post. Um, But it's by no means required. Um, It's just something that if you're on a little bit more of an advanced level, you could, you could be doing. Makes sense. So IG folks, let's do a quick little uh, recap. If we can, you got, uh, you got reels, which is TikTok on Instagram. You have stories, which is Snapchat on Instagram. You have the feed, which is like traditional um, Facebook. And then you got this IGTV, which is like a YouTube. Um, So let's get into IGTV now and see where this sort of plays. And this is where Michelle was sort of uh, alluding to when she's like, Hey, there's like six different platforms sort of all in one. Uh, I've never looked at it that way, I guess, but it is a lot easier to get your brain around it, I guess, um, by approaching it that way. So let's go into IGTV because this is another big thing. Um, yep. It looks just like YouTube in some ways, um, a lot of it, you know, so talk, talk to me about this. So IGTV is exactly what you, it's your YouTube channel and it's an opportunity to drive traffic to your YouTube channel if that's where you want them to go. Um, so what you really can do is record that longer video. Maybe it's that 10, 15 minute video. You can chop it up into three or four parts, post each one of those three or four parts throughout the month. Right. And every single time you do it, um, I always recommend IGTV videos are really no more than two to three minutes because you're going to lose people. Right. Whereas like, if I'm going to a YouTube channel, I know I'm going to be on there for a longer video. I'm not going there for a two minute quick clip. I'm going there for like that 10, 15 minutes, something or other, or like Facebook, right? I'm going to Facebook for probably a longer video than I would be Instagram. Um, just because us Instagrammers, right? We have shorter attention spans. So you got to adapt to your audience. So if you're going to create that 10, 15 minute video, chop it up four or five clips, use it as IGTV videos and kind of post them sporadically, then share it to your stories. And you can actually hyperlink it directly to go to either another IGTV video or to your YouTube channel, if you have that workaround. 
So you're essentially creating one piece of content and multi-purposing it for multiple platforms. Interesting. Um, did I miss anything? I think I got no, all the uses. What did I miss? I'm missing one. Wait, so video or feed is like your face, traditional Facebook stories. Yep. Is that IGTV is YouTube. Reels is TikTok. Um, what are we missing? I don't know. You tell me. I know. I'm like drawing a blank here. Uh <laughs> There's definitely a, what more if I just can't think of them right now. But we'll think of it. Um, so I bet you. I bet you as soon as we get off this call, I'm going to be, I'm going to remember it and I'm going to, that's usually how myself, it works. but um, I mean, this usually, is but yeah. what about, uh, um, do you got everything that you teach is all organic, um, yep. organic reach. Like you're not teaching ads, um, or any, or any of this stuff. Have you ads on TikTok or ads on TikTok ads on Instagram? Have you seen or heard of any different best uses and or practices, um, on any ads? And then I'd like to add even another question after that. Yeah. So we personally, um, as a company, we just started dabbling in the Instagram ad space. Um, we're in a position where we're scaling, right? So we're in this place where we have authority in, in our space for the real estate and the loan officer world, if you will. Um, we have really good traffic for our course and for our classes and all of that. So we're in a position where we're scaling, right? So we're trying to now get our name to the masses versus already creating this really good notoriety in a small space. Um, so when I'm telling an agent or when I'm telling a loan officer, like, when are you ready to start doing ads? The answer is if you don't have any organic reach to begin with, like your ads aren't going to do anything, right? You don't have any notoriety. You don't have any authority whatsoever in your space. You're driving traffic to cold people, right? So, which I think is hard. It's really hard for IG just the way the platform is in it. Like it's, it's, I look at it as more of a branding play if you're going to run ads and retargeting and all that. Same with Facebook. Now it's very hard to lead gen on Facebook, even with ads. The targeting is different, but I can tell you one of the big um, tricks, if you will, where that I'm at right now is the stronger and warmer audience that we have both on Instagram and our email list. We've turned those into retargeting ads. Um, and because those leads are already warm, because they already know who we are, maybe they've heard me on a podcast, um, they're, they came to me in a warmer fashion, they're converting significantly higher. Um, I don't know what two divided by five is, but I checked our Facebook ads this morning and we had five or two new course purchases in like two days out of five clicks, right? So we're converting really high. Um, and that's because we have that retargeting audience going to really warm traffic uh, so if you are brand new to Instagram, you've never posted before, maybe you have two or three posts, you just don't have that, right? So you're trying to generate leads and they're all going to be cold. You have to target cold audiences. Um, and if you're in the Instagram or excuse me, if you're in the real estate space on Facebook, you have to be in the special housing category. And there's just a lot of rules that make it harder for you to really lead gen without that really warm retargeting audience. Yeah, I uh, totally agree with that. Uh, what about video on, on Instagram in general, video versus text-based or image, I would say pictures, images um, prior, like, and then which were out like, you know, a little bit of both, I imagine, but um, yeah. what statistic wise, are you seeing any kind of like crazy stats people need to know about? Video is life. I will tell you that um, I'm with you, Mike. I know you push people towards video and I couldn't agree more. And why I say that is if you look at all of the trends on Instagram and the things that Instagram has been favoring, right? It's basically giving you a massive boost. If you start using reels, it's basically giving you extra love. If you use IGTV videos more, 
Um, and one of the new features that just came out is IG stories. You can now be on for up to four hours where it used to be like an hour and it would cut you off. Um, so all of these trends behind the scenes, if you really take a, your, a step back and you look at it, it's saying Instagram is telling you get on video, right? It's pushing stories. It's doing all of these things. So if you're not using video, right, you're not going to get the traction or it's not going to give you as much organic reach. If you do use video, Instagram is going to reward you heavily for that. Um, now to get to the psychology side of things, if I may, video is about getting to know us or know the person in a different way than a still image can, right? I want to know what your mannerisms are. I want to hear how you talk. I want to hear the way that you describe something, right? And one of the things that people tell us all the time is it's so much better when people consume our content on video because they like the way we teach. It comes across very easy to consume and it actually makes them excited to do it because they feel like they can, yeah. right? So that's what video is really meant to do. It's meant to create that connection between you and the person consuming it where they're like, you know what, I'm just like Mike and Mike and I are going to get along great. And this is perfect. Whereas like, if you just post a still image of yourself, Mike, like, how would I know that? I don't have right. that. No, it does. Like when I, when people will schedule a demo with me, it's always because they feel like they know me. It's never because they're not coming. Like we have a very unique service and what we offer, but nobody hires us because of the service. They hire us because of how we do it. Yeah, um, and all the times and, and, and because of who we are. Yeah. It's not like they are either. And some people, trust me, I tell people all the time, like, I'm not scared to be myself and I'm sure I lose some business for that. But um, honestly, I, I, I would probably would have threw them out the window anyways. Um, so I we, probably say, would, we probably wouldn't have gotten along. You know what I mean? I always um, say like, we're not for everybody and that's okay. But the people that do come to us are going to be on fire for working for us and with us because well, they like us. That's just it is like the, this industry with loans and uh, real estate, like we've gone into, like I say this every show, you guys, we've gone to um, sales and from sales into service and then from selling into storytelling. Um, yeah. And that has been a gigantic shift. That's why this podcast took off. That's why you have, you know, your business doing very well. It's like this whole old school prospecting sales stuff is just dead. Content creation is the new form of it. And people haven't really realized it yet. It's not about the, it's not about the content. Like it's about how you relay it. Um, yeah, and everything I, is about that right now. It's just your personal brand is everything. I always say storytelling equals conversion. Um, that's a, a really big thing for us and what we teach because when people write captions, they talk to me like they're posting a listing on Zillow and I don't want to read that. Right. Um, right. Or they're posting their listing description on the MLS and it's like very bland and very boring to me. Yep. Whereas like, if you can tell a story about the same piece of content, the reaction and the difference night and day it does. Um, versus like talking about a down payment assistance program, instead of talking to me about the DTI, I need, you know, what paperwork or documentation I'm going to need. If you can tell me a story about somebody that used that down payment assistance loan and how it completely changed their take or their ability to buy a home, first of all, but their outcome on the other side, that's how I'm going to connect to you. I don't give a crap about your D, like the DTI requirements. It means nothing to me. Right. Um, and the other thing to add to what you're saying is, you know, creating virtual connection is not done through talking about business, right? 99% of the relationships that I've been able to build have been because there was a value exchange and, or there was this commonality 
right? And when I say value exchange, I'm not saying, hey, Mike, you give me this and I'll give you that. That's not what I'm talking about. What I am talking about is like our podcast right now, right? I'm adding value to you. I'm just trying to help you as much as possible. I'm trying to help your audience as much as possible. And subliminally, you're doing the same thing, right? And one of the things I always say is when people call us a lot of the times, their, their first comment to me is, oh my gosh, congratulations. I heard you just got married or, oh my gosh, your dogs are so cute. Or, oh my gosh, I heard your assistant Sarah's pregnant. Like, I'm so excited for you. Like, and I've never met these person, these people, I've never talked to them. I've literally only ever built a virtual relationship with them. But that first conversation doesn't even feel like a sales call to me because I'm just talking to these people. Like I known them forever. So let's a hundred percent, let's close up with this. Um, what do you say to everybody that is starting to post and you guys don't realize people are watching your stuff. Like somebody's watching it and the more you start doing it, but then everyone's always like, get surprised. Like you actually watch that? Like, just like in that same story. So like, what do you tell those people? It's because I, I, I hear the same thing on video too. What's your advice though for them? Like, oh, well, this doesn't work or I'm not getting any engagement or blah, 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 blah. Because people do give up uh, faster than, um, faster than anything if they don't receive that instant gratification, because this isn't something that's going to happen overnight and neither do you don't build your personal brand overnight, but are you working a job? Are you building your career is really the way you got to look at it. So what is your advice for them? Yeah. So it's not about vanity metrics. I could care less how many likes I get. I really honestly could care less how many followers I have. What I care about is have I been able to add value to them and have they been able, or are they reaching out to me via DM? That's like my metric, right? Is my content getting saved, right? Which saves is a huge thing. Is my content getting shared, which is a huge thing. Um, And if I can look at those metrics, um, we use an automation software called Planoli for those of you guys who maybe want one. Um, That's what we teach our students and it allows us to track all those metrics. So we can literally see how many saves we have. We can see what our age demographic is of our followers. We can see where our followers are from um, we can see our engagement rate, our reach, our impressions. Um, and if all those numbers are in line with where we tell them to go, we have a tracker that people can track all their numbers in. Um, basically, moral of the story is if those numbers are going up every month and those things are all trending in that right direction, it's not a matter of if you're going to get a lead. It's simply a matter of when. Um, and the best story I can give you is we have a multifamily realtor that we work with based out of Phoenix here. Um, and she was brand new to Instagram. She bought my course on black Friday of 2019. So about a year, what a year and a half ago, uh, not quite. And in 2020, she closed six leads off Instagram. All were over $500,000 sales or more. Um, I think we did the math. She was 30 X her investment in our program. Uh, and when we looked at all of the metrics for her, um, it was unbelievable the where it was like when she first started to now, like the, she was averaging like 40 saves a month. Um, her engagement rate was like over 20%, which is unheard of. Um, all of her reach, her impressions, her analytics, they were so good. Um, and one of the leads she told me didn't like, she actually like dug into it, had never liked a piece of content, had never even seen a story she posted, um, but had seen a value series post that she posted and clicked the contact button in her bio, um, called her brokerage because that was the number that she had put in there. Um, and said, I want Carla. How do I get a hold of Carla? And when Carla finally got on the phone with him, he was like, yeah, I saw that post about um, the 1031 exchange that you posted. And I'm curious because I've been wanting to get into investing and I haven't been able to, or I haven't been, don't really know where to start. Sounds like you're the right person though. Can we meet for coffee? Um, That person did two deals with her in 2020. Uh, You never know when they're going to come. Never know when they're going to come. Just know that they show up. 
um, anyone folks with anything you do, consistent content creation of the same audience over time is exactly how you build a brand, whether you do it on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, or offline, you just got to keep showing up. And that's exactly what it is. I mean, this is all about building a personal brand, but you cannot do that without first creating content, regardless of how you're creating it. Uh, Michelle, go ahead and give our users some uh, closing thoughts here. Tell them where they could reach you, find you and all the above, and we'll get this thing wrapped. Yeah. So the last thing I want to leave you guys all with is what Mike was just saying is that it doesn't matter if you feel like no one cares because somebody does. Right. And Mike and I talked about this in the very beginning of the podcast, but we said that, you know, it doesn't matter if somebody's seeing your content. It doesn't matter if someone um, is consuming it or liking it or whatever. What matters is that they're seeing it. And if they're seeing it and they don't like it, they're not the right person for you. Right. So I always say to people, I'm not for everyone. I'm okay with that. But the people that do come to me are the people who are on fire and excited to work with us. Um, as far as, you know, how people can get a hold of us again, Instagram is the best way to get a hold of me personally. Uh, Berman Media Social is my Instagram. I think Mike's going to put it all in the show notes for you guys. Um, as far as uh, our program or services that we offer, you know, we have a course called the Instagram Power Method. Um, that's kind of our bread and butter. This course is definitely not your Instagram 101. There is tactical, at, you know, how to's, if you will, in there, but it's much more around building your brand, really creating that virtual handshake um, and then converting, right? Building a base to conversion um, so that you can really start opening up Instagram every morning and seeing all the DMs you have and start having conversations that are going to lead to um, the results like Carla had, right? Where six deals in 2020. Um, directly off of Instagram that cost her $0 to consume. So, or to generate, I should say. Awesome. Appreciate it. Thank you for the details today. And thank you folks for listening to another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude podcast. We just passed 1 million downloads. Thank you very much for that. I appreciate it. And keep sharing the show around. Uh, if you like the content here, feel free to share it. Share it to your friends. Leave us some reviews. Follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, wherever the hell else we're at. Just look for Real Estate Marketing Dude, and there's only one. There's only one, guys. And uh, it is trademark, too. Ha-ha. Um, anyways, uh, thank you guys for listening to another show. We appreciate you guys. And if you guys need help with your video content creation, you know where to find me. We script, edit, and distribute your content for you. I'll even come up with a strategy that'll fit your personal brand. And if you don't have a brand, I'll build that too. So let me know what you need help with and we'll be happy to uh, talk. And maybe you don't need more leads. Maybe you just need more dudes. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for listening to another episode. Peace. Thank you for watching another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude podcast. If you need help with video or finding out what your brand is, visit our website at www.realestatemarketingdude.com. We make branding and video content creation simple and do everything for you. So if you have any additional questions, visit the site, download the training, and then schedule time to speak with a dude and get you rolling in your local marketplace. Thanks for watching another episode of the podcast. We'll see you next time. Oh,